Welcome to the Art of Leadership with your host, Nina Ellison. Today, you are invited to join Nina for an educational podcast that elevates the value of soft skills in leadership. Thanks, Barry. I am Nina Ellison, and today as I continue to look more deeply into how to develop the soft skills of a leader, I want to share some thoughts on avoiding the pitfalls of assumptions. Did you know that with assumptions, you may not even be aware that you're making them? For example, if someone you respect tells you something, you automatically accept what has been said as truth. Another example of this can be seen when you start thinking you're not doing a good job just because your work hasn't been called out for its excellence. Just because you can't immediately see something or hear something doesn't mean it isn't happening. I remember going to a concert at a coliseum, a huge coliseum, that seated thousands and thousands of people, and the doors hadn't opened yet, so there were people everywhere waiting in anticipation. And then I noticed just a few feet from me was a man with his back to me. But like those all around me, we could hear his voice as he shouted into his speakerphone, you're late. No, I'm not late. Well, you're not here. And with the hand that wasn't holding the phone, I could see him emphasizing his angry words with his arm moving up and down. Yes, I am here. Just then, I noticed a woman with her back to me as well, facing the opposite direction of the man. And although I couldn't hear her words, she too was using her free hand to gesture in frustration. I told you to meet me at the north entrance of the Colosseum. I am at the north entrance of the Colosseum. And I just couldn't help myself. I slipped in between people getting closer to the woman. Tapping her on the shoulder, I shared two words. Two words that would change the assumptions that were being lofted back and forth. The two words? Turn around. Turn around. And then I opened up my hand towards the gentleman that still had his back to us. <laughs> Perhaps one of the biggest assumptions that we make is that effective communication is happening or has happened. When you and I make assumptions, there's three things that come to my mind. First, assumptions can take our minds towards the negative without need or cause. Being negative can be the same as being critical. And I can still recall that moment in my life when it hit me that as a leader, I was falling into the trap of being critical rather than thinking critically. And there's a huge difference between the two. The second thought that comes to mind is that assumptions can decrease our ability to relate well to others. When you assume that you already know how a person is thinking and feeling, you are much less likely to listen to what they are saying to seek to understand their perspective. And third, assumptions keep us all from moving forward. When we build our goals and our actions on assumptions, there is every chance that we will engage in activities that do not get us where we want to go. How frustrating. What wasted energy. So I want to learn more about how to avoid making assumptions. How about you? If you agree, if you're nodding your head as, as, as I speak, you, like I, have just taken a step in agreement that assumptions are a part of your life, a part of your leadership. 
And if you look at the literature, you'll see that learning how to avoid assumptions is seen as a real gap in soft skill development. And learning more about the impact of assumptions, one of the tools that I find so helpful is the RED model of critical thinking. This is a tool you can use for your own thinking. It can also be powerful when you're working with others. And it's such a simple tool. R, recognize assumptions. E, evaluate arguments. And D, draw conclusions. One of the ways that I learned to dig into recognizing assumptions is to go line by line, either in a written message or in my notes from a conversation. And I ask questions about the truth of the content, the evidence there is to prove it, and what are the viewpoints? Is the content logical? As we look at this red tool, let me share an example today. Let's say there are two colleagues who are not communicating well and the tension is mounting. Finally, colleague one reports colleague two to their direct supervisor saying, colleague two needs to be removed from their current position. In this red process, I pause and I write out a statement that reflects what's being evaluated. And so at the top of my page, I've written colleague number two needs to be removed from their current position. So then I need to ask, is this true? And perhaps to keep an open mind, my response could be maybe, as I start to understand what assumptions are being made. I know that in this kind of situation, asking what questions are far more effective than asking why questions. Questions that begin with what will deliver facts more likely. Questions that begin with why will tend to move into feelings and emotions. You know, critical thinking relies on being able to navigate content and context. Where are the gaps in the story that I'm listening to? Where is there evidence of shared knowledge? What has the second person in the story shared about these concerns, these communications? And what other factors are going on that play a key part in this situation? Is all of this content logical? And then what are others seeing from different viewpoints? And as you talk with others, seek to get at least two different points of view. A quick call out on this idea of recognizing assumptions. When there's a high level of emotional overlay, then clarity in assumptions gets tougher. Emotional overlay can be described as this blanket that covers the whole experience. Everyone's judgment is influenced when emotions are high. And if emotion becomes the key influencer in the decision for colleague number two to move on, then get prepared. Emotions will be brought in as evidence in future tasks. So this is no easy step, this recognizing of assumptions. But as you go through and ask these questions, you slowly tease out the information further and further until you're ready to begin to move into the idea of evaluating the argument, which means looking for clues that the argument is supported by fair and balanced information and that the information being shared is relevant and reliable. And, and again, I've got to call out the level of emotions. If the tone when you're evaluating the arguments becomes overly dramatic or emotional, be aware that biases such, such as confirmation bias are being reinforced. What's confirmation bias? Well, for those who are in support of colleague number one, they will lean towards seeking information that confirms their point of view. All information will be interpreted through the lens of their existing ideas. And often the same confirmation bias is evident with those who support colleague number two 
So during this step of critical thinking, finding someone who has a different opinion that they're willing to share will bring an important balance to the evaluation process. If confirmation bias rules, you may find that this is a roadblock. One of the concepts that I use here when seeking to find a path to evaluate and address the impact of bias is I use the if-then statement. If the communication shared lacks heavy emotional overlay and the facts have been validated, then we are ready to draw conclusions. On the other hand, if the communication shared has heavy emotional overlay and there's still some vagary around the facts being shared, then more evaluation is needed. If the email shared only bring one point of view, but upon exploration an opposing point of view exists, then more evaluation is needed. If the information gap noted has significance to the decision, then we can't move forward to drawing conclusions until the gap is filled. It must be filled before moving forward. And filling gaps with facts rather than assumptions takes time and energy. But it will save you time when you get to the final step of the red model, which is drawing your conclusions. So back to the if-then statements. If we complete our evaluation, then we are ready to move forward to drawing a conclusion. By the way, if time wasn't taken for full agreement on the original statement, you will not be successful in drawing conclusions. So after reviewing all the facts and the information, what does your common sense and your experience say to you? What are the risks involved in drawing the conclusions? Does timing matter? What opportunities can you see from drawing this conclusion? Is there a way to bring a win to all as the critical thinking has played out? Where's humility come into the picture, or, or has it? After you draw your conclusion, you're ready to move into developing the intended outcomes, the goals, and the action plans based on your conclusion. So you see, as, as you think about this statement of, of an employee being moved from a position, recognizing the assumptions, and then evaluating those assumptions, and then finally drawing a conclusion, takes you into a process where critical thinking has happened. Wayne Dyer has said, keep reminding yourself, I get what I think about, whether I want it or not. So what do we get when we seek to be critical thinkers? Well, I think we get a better understanding of ourselves. I think we get the ability to keep our minds open to, to change, to reviewing our opinions in light of new information. I mean, how freeing is that? And I think we get the ability to concentrate on the most important parts of a body of information, pulling away from just the emotion. You know, don't, don't get me wrong, passion has its place, but it can be a confounder when we seek to think critically. Perhaps you've noticed that emotion is often driven by criticism or being critical. Critical thinking takes emotion into account and evaluates it as a part of the process. So let's keep reminding ourselves we get what we think about, whether we want it or not. And the good news is that critical thinking can be practiced. Whether or not you consider yourself a critical thinker, there's room for being even more deliberate in the way you choose to process information, not only to make better decisions, but just in general to understand things better. And if you haven't already pursued this idea of critical thinking, let me encourage you to begin with the RED model. And start by recognizing the assumptions that surround you every day. Learning how to uncover assumptions will move you 
towards being a more critical thinker. And as always, you can reach me at www.healthyleadership.online. If you've been considering a leadership coach, reach out for a free call so we can talk about how I can help you in your growth and development.